The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. I don't know what else to say there. It's going to have to be heavy on the shenanigans today. It is. Well, we were just talking about this because, as you guys know, if you've listened to more than one of our podcasts, we make our, like, what we're going to talk about list literally five minutes before we start recording. And we were just saying... It's like the league has been kind of boring these couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll take boring over like a, you know, an, a sexual assault scandal or something like that, but fair enough. Fair enough. I'm and just saying. I mean, it also probably doesn't help that like the NBA just started, so like people are very excited about that right now too. And of course the World Series is going on, and so people are very excited about that right now. And then of course they've had a whole lot <laughs> to talk about. And there is a scandal so. in that league. <laughs> so everyone's focus is not on the hockey, so maybe I'm just missing some of the better narratives. And obviously my focus hasn't been on the hockey either because like we've had a whole bunch of family stuff but not in a bad way just like my mom got married and so like and i had to bake a whole fucking cake and like it was a thing so you say that like you didn't go to cake school i did go to cake school but do you know how stressful it is to bake a wedding cake for your own mom no because i wasn't (laughs) alive when my mother got married oh my god yeah and your parents didn't get divorced several times (laughs) no no they didn't I feel like I feel very much like a, an aberration among my friend groups. So yeah, my parents never got divorced ever. Wow, wow. I, so I've decided to find a therapist again, finally. And oh, hey, is, I don't mean to interrupt. Why well, do you mean to interrupt? Um, would would one of the uh, phrases on my cough drop wrapper help you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> What's your cough drop wrapper? I've say? I've literally do not ever remember reading these on a Halls wrapper before, but here we go. Turn can do into can did. Oh my god! I thought it was gonna be candy. <laughs> no, no, because these are Halls and not Ludens, so they're actually medicated. Um, there's also bet on yourself. Put a little strut in it and high five yourself, which is the first one I saw as I was opening this. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what? What is this? What's going on here? Little pick me ups from your cough drops. Yes. Okay, sorry. But keep going on about therapy. Um, But also be unstoppable, which is what the next one says. That one actually might be helpful because I am, you know, Speaking of divorce and the reason that Carolyn is the reason Carolyn is, and, like, I've decided that I need to go back to therapy. I had a great therapist in Austin. I loved her very, very much. We got, like, and it was, I was so depressed, and it was so hard for me to actually, like, make the call and, like, set up the appointment. And, like, shout out to Marin specifically because she's the one who helped me find the place that did the sliding scale. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. Happy Um, to help. 
and because I was super broke at the time. Anyway, but that was ended up being like I we just got automatically matched and we like clicked and it was great, right? Like, and so I had this first very very great experience with therapy. But I know most of the time you end up having to like interview your therapist and like go through this whole process and stuff like that. But I still very much believe in therapy. But I fucking hate trying to do all of that shit that I've just been dragging my feet about it. And even though I have health insurance now, it's still very expensive. And a lot of therapists don't take health insurance. Like, you have to get reimbursed, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, just trying to find somebody that you like, that you feel comfortable talking with about your problems is hard. Yeah. Especially for you Midwesterners who don't like to talk about your problems. <laughs> really. I like to talk about the little shit. And the big shit, no, nah, that got to stay, stay deep inside. Deep inside. <laughs> I, I've, I've spent all of my life burying this. How dare you make me dig this up? <laughs> exactly. My back hurts. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I do not have a shovel big enough. <laughs> do not have a fucking shovel big enough for all of these emotional issues that I have. But I think yeah. it is time that I maybe, as a 35-year-old, get right with myself. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I have been listening to so much King Falls the last couple of days. And as soon as you said, get right with, my brain immediately went, get right with God. <laughs> I've never, what is King Falls? Uh, okay. Um, it is a whole podcast episode in and of itself talking about my feelings about King Falls. Because oh. it's one of those. It is a podcast about a radio show in a small town where there's aliens and alien abductions and like werewolves and like different things like that Mm. um and the thing is it is so good except for (laughs) this one character but so much of the story revolves around her that it's like it, it ends up being something that I have a hard time listening to in, in parts. But the rest of it is so good mm-hmm. that I keep going. Because, like, th- so the two main characters are, are Ben and Sammy. And they're, um, uh, Sammy comes to town in the beginning of the show with, like, a big secret past that he doesn't tell anybody about that is, like, revealed in fucking episode 59. So you've got a long ways to go before you find out what the fuck is going on with Sammy. But, mm-hmm. like, he and Ben form this friendship and like that defies all toxic masculinity and they tell each other they love each other on the reg and they're just like very emotionally supportive of each other and like it's just a beautiful beautiful friendship at the same time that like Ben has this little girl like girl that he likes that he is so creepy about like, oh, no. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't understand how you can write this beautiful friendship between these two dudes and, like, ha- like sign off the show going, take it easy, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and, like, talk about all this other stuff and not understand how everything that revolves around this character of Emily is, like, awful. It's all awful. She is, Aww. like, yeah, so it's just kind of, like, it's so frustrating because it's such a good show otherwise, but, like, I, I hesitate to recommend it to people because of Emily. But anyway, like, it's got all of these really hilarious, iconic, like, shit going on. So, if you guys listen to King Falls AM, hit me up because I want to talk to people about it, but nobody else I know really listens to it too much, so. (laughs) Well, this has been our media update with Marin. (laughs) One of our medias. One of our our media updates. There might be more coming, who knows. 
I started watching Veronica Mars last night, so. Have you ever watched it before? Is this your first no, time? No, this is the first time <gasps> entirely. Uh, I'm sure I will have more feelings about it going forward. I'm only on episode six. I am going to watch more tonight. I am enjoying it to keep watching it, so there's that. Oh, I fucking love that show so much. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, maybe we should talk about hockey some. I guess. Technically. We are a hockey podcast. We are a hockey podcast, despite all evidence to the contrary. And you know what? The Dallas Stars have decided that they are a hockey team. You think, you know, it's kind of funny how reluctant we are to talk about hockey when the Dallas Stars are actually doing well. <laughs> yeah, they're on a three-game actual streak. I refuse to call a two-game anything a streak. Um, but three games, I will give you the word streak and, and not I mean, about it. Granted, they're against Philadelphia, Ottawa, and Anaheim, but we'll take it. You know what? Those teams have some good things going for them. I mean... Anaheim has a better record than we do. Yeah, but they're still not expected to do all this season. Um, and even... Philadelphia like, barely has played any games, but... yeah. I think the more exciting part of these games has been the fact that, like, not only did we outscore them, but we also outshot them. Yeah, that's a big thing, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> eh? That is a big thing, eh? <laughs> except hey, it's a hockey for, podcast. I ex- guess to say eh. Except for the Flyers. We did not remotely outshoot the Flyers. Yeah, so I honestly... We got to four goals on 13 shots. Like, that was stupid. <laughs> And what's, well, what's surprising about that is actually they were supposed to have a pretty decent young goaltender, and that was just a bad game for Carter Hart. <laughs> it sure was. I mean, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but Dennis Gurionov is back up in the NHL after yeah. he got sent down. And that, for me, was the big... Um, this is still kind of my bugaboo a little bit with the Stars, is how they treat their young players. And and my bugaboo now is not so much that why isn't Gurionov with stars because obviously he is and he's doing well. But my bugaboo now is like, well, wasn't it such a genius move to send him to the AHL for one game? One game in which he scored a dick trick. Like, come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> like, he just needed that one. He just needed that kick in the pants. It was no. really that boost of confidence from scoring four goals that he needed. And I'm not, and I don't mean to say that psychology isn't important. In fact, I'm the last person in the entire world who would ever say that about sports, even as a person who likes analytics. Um, but to, to, I really, I just don't think that was the, I, no, I feel that like can't claim be it, the cause. That can't no. be the cause. I feel like it's a bit disingenuous to claim that that would be the cause of this, um, of anything that happened with Dennis Garyanov in the last couple of days. Yeah, I agree. I, but I think the bigger question is, what is the bigger question? Is the cause Corey Perry? Would you <laughs> stop? How dare you on my own podcast 
This is a betrayal that will not stand. <laughs> See, I like, I kind of, I was like, oh man, I can't do an American reacts. There's fucking nothing going on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but I can. <laughs> I cannot believe you. I need to go take a shower. I'll be right back. <laughs> 30 minutes later. Uh, my favorite thing, honestly, about Corey Perry being on the team is that literally everybody calls him Corey Perry. No one calls him Perry. Like, even to the people who are, are happy about this whole scenario, he's still Corey Perry. Like, there's no other way to say his name. I'm sorry. I was drying my hair. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I just like that the stars Twitter, like stars Twitter, stars announcers, stars reporters, like when you say when you say Goryanov in a headline, it's not generally Dennis Goryanov, it's Goryanov, but like literally no one can get over saying Corey Perry as a like as opposed to like there's any other Perry in the fucking league. You I, know what I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're still in disbelief that he's actually here and Same. we are forced to watch him. Yeah. And I mean, root for his thing. success. Yeah. 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 You know. Anyway, do I think the difference maker is Corey Perry? Is that what we're asking? I mean, I I actually think I, I kind of wonder what your take is. Because I have to confess, I have watched maybe a period of hockey in the last two weeks. Because I have been so fucking busy. Well, Corey Perry played... In but, two of the losses before they went on their win streak, so. But if I remember correctly, because I did, I have at least been able to see Twitter for the most part. Corey Perry has been one of the few people who has always looked like he is driving towards the net. And this is like, kind of according to Josh Lyle, who is a lot more okay with the signing than we have been. But he has a good eye for this stuff. Yeah, no, and I mean... I have watched about as much hockey as you have in the last week, so, uh, which is to say none at all. But I have also been paying attention to Twitter. I don't know why people listen to this podcast, to be honest, because we're like, yeah, I caught a game three weeks ago. I don't know. Well, Stuff is happening. Um, we have a very different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I will say that is very true. Um, what other podcast brings you astrology? What other podcast brings you updates about your uh, cough drop wrapper in the middle of an episode? You know what this next one says? <laughs> what does it say? It says a pep talk in every drop. That's where we're at. That's what. That's what. The, that's what this fucking thing is. It's a pep talk in every drop. We um, should save those for stars charts. <laughs> seriously. Well, they're getting repetitive already. Only on the second one, it just says turn can do into candid. You know what we need to do for next time is we'll get a bunch of those Dove chocolates and we'll yes! do those <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, we have to. Absolutely done. Fucking done. Um. So I will. So I was looking actually at Hockey Viz earlier, and I shut it down because I'm dumb. <laughs> but I was specifically looking at defensemen because I. Some of our, all of our questions are about the defense. Um, 
And I didn't even bother to take a look at Corey Perry. Now, so one thing I have to preface this, um, which is actually the only scandal that's come through in the NHL for the last couple of weeks, is um, XG, which we've talked about before and is generally the most well-accepted stat for um, using to say how good your team did in shots. So it's a weighted um measure that takes into account depending on who you are whose xg you're looking at because it can be calculated a whole bunch of different ways but um for the most part takes location into account so xg was manny right there everybody does xg now no i know but he didn't isn't he the one that started it um, no, like real, real technically, actually it started in soccer and then several people adapted it to hockey. Gotcha. Um, I feel like he was the one that had the write-up that I always used though. Yes, he did have an excellent write-up. In fact, if you look at Micah's, Micah's threat is actually a version of XG as well. Mm, okay. Um, which is why I break and get up. And then, um, the Evolving Wild twins have a really good version of XG as well, which I think, if I remember correctly, theirs takes into what account what kind of shot it was. Like if it was Evolving Wild is two people and they're twins? You didn't know this? Why would I know this? I don't even follow them. I don't know. I feel like I talked about it when it happened. But yeah, no, they, they for a very long time, big internet scandal, they pretended to be a single person, but they are, in fact, two why would you twins why would okay norwegian american twins why would you bother to pretend to be one person in 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 like hockey stats like why who cares i don't know why they i don't remember why they started it and then it got just like there was to a point where they're like well fuck now i guess we're just gonna be the do this and then they eventually came clean and it's whatever but yeah there's two guys josh and luke excellent um but they have one nat stat trick has one um manny does in fact have one um so but again they're all calculated slightly differently um so if you are comparing people use one person's stats you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if you're looking at the whole team make sure you're looking at the whole team for manny's xg or uh the twins xg or micah's xg um, uh, i see now on their thing that it actually says account run by jockster and luke we're twins <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, for hockey graphs, the blog community, um, mm-hmm. we have a Slack, and one of our icebreaker questions now is, uh, "Are you a secret twin?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the big scandal is that the NHL updated their software because they partnering they're partnering with a company called SMT, and that SMT is actually the data company that's going to provide um, player tracking, which is going to be a whole fuck ton of data that we don't know if they're going to release to the public or whatever, but that's the real like exciting stuff that people are, are hoping to get. Um, but when they did that, what they didn't realize is that the shift in the size of the screens and the way the software is working actually shifted all net front shots out by about three feet. So that means, especially when you're talking about XG, which again has been the common measure to use these days, everybody was getting downscored. Mm. If you're especially, but that also means that people who do a lot of net front work, like Joe Pavelski or Corey Perry, people who like, you know, Jamie Benn, people who crash the net a lot, are getting more affected than like defensemen who only shoot shots at <laughs> from a distance, you know? 
So um, this was caught on like October 13th or something, or uh, last week or a week, week and a half ago, something like that. And so everything since that day, which I'm pretty sure was like October 13th or 5th, 5th in the teens, uh, is correct. They fixed the issue, but they still haven't released corrected back games for the start of the season. Mm. Um, so when we're looking at these, we do have to, for this year, take that into account. Um, but again, that affects more forwards than it does defensemen, unless you're looking at XG against, which again, people count net front shots against as a lot bigger deal, right? So... Is this all to answer this next question from Katie Martin? No, I forget. Actually, now kind of what I was talking about. I was talking about Corey Perry. Oh, okay. Um, And I was going to look, pull his up um, from a with and without kind of standpoint. But, and again, I think actually Perry came back after this was fixed so in bad news, it actually appears that Perry hasn't helped the offense at all. <laughs> About as I would have expected. So from a Micah perspective, um, when the star- so if we're looking at Micah's threat this year, again, knowing that grain of salt on the net front shot stuff, um, Dallas has a negative 18% to threat. So we are 18% worse than the NHL. In fact, we are the literal worst in shots for, if I remember correctly. Um, but from a, an XG perspective, 18% worse for. Uh, Corey Perry is, with Corey Perry on ice, the th- offensive threat is negative 20. Good Lord. Now, it could, that also, I mean, that's with Perry on the ice, so it also means with all of Perry's teammates on ice, you know? Mm-hmm. And I suspect, since he's not playing, he wasn't playing top line minutes at first, he wasn't being supported by Haskin and Klingberg, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. So, do we want to talk about this next question now? Yeah, let's talk about this next question. I will read it. Katie Martin asks, if y'all were Monty, what would your game lines and defensive pairings be? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's cool. I do, um, I think I'd keep Janmark and Hintz, or put Janmark and Hintz back together. Um... I love that he's doing, he's just full on, let's fuck it. Heisken and Klingberg, let's fucking do this shit. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing we got going. Yep. Um, I think that, it's gross, Heiskanen. but Sorry. Perry and Ben on a line together has been effective, I guess. <laughs> so who do you want, would it be Sagan with them as well? All right, is Corey Perry's not a Corey Perry's a winger, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, he's not a center. No, <laughs> he was not. always with uh, what's his fuck gets laugh. No, um, yeah. When uh, when they were playing at the Olympics together, it was Perry on the right, gets laugh on the center, in the center, and Ben on the left. 
So, yeah, you can put Sagan up there, I guess, and center the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have Janmark hints Radulov? Sure. And then puts Pavelski on the third line. I mean, he's been down there. Yeah, because he's in- ineffective. Yeah, like, I mean, like most of our offenses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I in these honestly... games they won, they've only scored two goals. Well, four goals against Philadelphia, but we're not even counting that. These other these other two games they won against Ottawa and Anaheim, they only scored two goals. <laughs> like it's not like it's not like they suddenly turned on the offense. They just kept the other guys from scoring. Yeah. That's the fucking problem, isn't it? It is. It is. Because it's the same number. I mean, like when you look at the games they've lost, they scored two goals against St. Louis. They scored three goals against Detroit. They scored two goals against Calgary. Two goals against CBJ. Two goals against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And those well, were all losses. Well, all of those losses were, for the most part, were like one goal losses. Yeah. No, they were. And if, and if they got where... two goals, they were all two, like one goal losses. Yeah. Like, that's what gets me about this whole team identity thing uh, being defensive is like i don't care if you lose by one goal you're only you're still losing yeah <laughs> you know what i mean still, it's still a loss it's still not two points and we need the two points so <laughs> score <laughs> turn on the gas just fucking let them go oh my God. so looking at pavelski which again I did not think I was going to miss rough this much, but I miss rough this much. I don't know if I miss rough or if I just am tired of Nils blind spots at this point. I don't know. They've gotten too big for me. Too big to be ignored. Remember how much we used to love him? Well, because he does make like signing Pavelski. Most people thought was the best move of the summer. Mm hmm. Right. And like. I don't have a lot of issues with signing. The, the, the thought process behind signing Pavelski was good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we still preferred Z- uh, Zuccarello. I almost fucking said Zuckerberg because there's been so much Facebook news. <laughs> we did not prefer Zuckerberg. We did not. Uh, Zuccarello. We both preferred Zuccarello for sure. But there's nothing. We, we agree. There was nothing wrong with Pavelski. Right. Also, um, there was really not much we could have done to keep uh, Zuccarello. Right. We weren't going to pay what he wanted. Nope. Um, And if you look at Pavelski, again, using Micah's threat, uh, from an offensive perspective. That sounds like using Micah's threat. (laughs) Man is cold-blooded. You know it. (laughs) I do. I've watched it happen in real time. Uh, He is cold as ice. Using Micah's numbers. to sacrifice our love. <laughs> Pavs comes out actually really well at a negative threat, 10 per, 10% threat, negative 10% compared to the Dallas's negative 18. And again, um, he was playing A when the XG issue was happening, so I suspect, and he's a net front kind of guy, so I do suspect he was affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, so this still includes the error. So if I had to expect anything, when the error is corrected, that gets even better compared to the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And so it, there, I think there is probably a little bit of puck luck going on with him, but 
one of the big things that you and I had talked about was part of what made him so effective that was that he was he just tipped in all of Brent Burns's zingers. Mm-hmm. And and, and he's not getting zingers to tip him. Yeah, because we don't play that way. Nope. <laughs> we don't cycle the puck back to Klingberg and then just have him fire it in. <laughs> nope. We don't do that for... In fact, I think the only one who does do that is Jamie Alexiak. <laughs> so, Good you know, God. maybe putting him on the third line where he's likely to get more time with the third pair defensemen is not a bad plan. No. Plus, then if you talk about, like, scoring depth... If he ever gets turned on, like. Yeah, tell me about him getting turned on, Carolyn. <laughs> Not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> How dare you lie to our listening public? You know, you know. Uh, I do, do you? What? You said, you know, you know, and then I said, I know, do you? I was trying, I was, oh, okay, so here's what I paused in large part because I was trying to connect it to a Joe Thornton dick trick joke, but oh. as we know, Joe Thornton still hasn't had his dick trick. I know, so sad. Uh, poor Pavs just sitting there, never aroused. No, I mean. <laughs> Man has children. <laughs> he does. He does. Can you? Captain America, the most... I mean, we are a puritanical country. Maybe he's taking his Captain America role very, very far. He could be. It's entirely possible. (laughs) Celibate during the hockey season. Oh, God. (laughs) Why? Why would you ever? (laughs) Oh, poor dude. (laughs) I'm sorry we're talking about your sex life with your wife. This is weird. (laughs) It is a little weird. Uh, what would you do for your game lines or defensive pairings? Any thoughts? Um, I, I, I pretty much gave the one I had about, <laughs> about Corey Perry and Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Um, I agree with your Klingberg and Heiskanen take. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any wildly different thoughts than you have. I think we both under, are on the same page on what we've got and where we want it. Yeah, I think I think to make the stars better is not gonna it's not gonna be about lines or pairings. It's gonna be about freeing them. Freeing them. To free fly all like of them. Bergs. Yeah. Fly <laughs> fly my starlings. <laughs> That's that sounded very wicked witch. Fly my starlings. Well, I have a sore throat and my my voice doesn't work the way it usually does. So yeah, that's how it came out. Sorry. <laughs> well, the other big thing that did happen in our two weeks between recordings was uh there was a fucking tornado in a Dallas. Pretty significant tornado. Yeah, and it cut a path through the rich part of town which is where the hockey players live. Yep. And uh, Jamie Ben had to go, like, rescue Ben Bishop. <laughs> it's kind of sad because, like, there was so much press given to Tyler Sagan's empty fucking house. And it was like, 
Oh, wait, Ben Bishop, too? Like, I was getting messages from people who don't even watch hockey that were like, Tyler Sagan's house was decimated. And I was like, yeah, but he wasn't in it. Let's talk about Ben Bishop, who was, like, sitting in a closet with his child when his house was, like, roof was torn off. Yeah. I'm just really glad he was in a closet. I know. I mean, so the details of that are so crazy because they were talking about the fact that, like, he was sitting in a closet that had a window in it. So, like, how great was this closet? Uh, so he's sitting in a closet on the phone with Jamie Ben, and then his, like, roof was torn off, his power went out, and his cell phone died. All in the middle of this conversation with Jamie Ben. So, ben, Jamie Ben just got in his car and drove to him and picked him up and took him back, and now he's gonna be staying there until his house is fixed, which, first of all, huge hearts. My, my heart just melts. Jamie Ben is such a good person. <laughs> <laughs> like he really is yeah i mean it's so nice to i mean what are you gonna do of course you're gonna open your home to your friends and stuff like that but like it's just he's just so sweet like i'm sure ben bishop's insurance would pay for him put up to put him up somewhere but uh, jamie ben's like no nah, i've got extra rooms here stay here you know like oh what a what a nice <laughs> man so what a what a good bc boy seriously what a good captain what a um, good captain. And you know I, he loves having kids around, so, so cute. Yes, that's true. <sighs> Adorable. What if Jamie Ben, like, obviously they did their Halloween visit to the hospital, which I did forget to put on our list, and Jamie Ben was a very good Waldo. He was a very uh, good Waldo. And John Mark Waldo. was a really good Woody. <laughs> he was! <laughs> But what if Jamie, Ben, and Katie got to, like, integrated and they did, like, a, like, um, two couple and, and Bishop children costume for Halloween? I just want to throw that one out there. What if they did a big costume? What would you do for two adults, four adults and one child? I don't know. Okay. But... I'm just thinking about it, and it's making me emotional. The first thing that came to mind was the Flintstones. <gasps> that would be good. Because there's two couples, and then you just dress the kid up as, like, one of the children. It doesn't matter which. Yes. Yes. And then you make Charlie the other child. The diabetic cat. Oh, I was like, who is Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I thought about the diabetic cat. <laughs> Doesn't he have fish, too? You could dress up the fish. I don't think you can dress up a fish. I'm just kidding. That was obviously a joke. But you could make the fish tank look like the car thing. Yes! <laughs> you could. Okay, well, tornado safety tips. Take them from a Kansan. Uh, number one, don't be like Kansans and go outside and look at the sky. <laughs> okay, though, here's the thing. When I was living in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, they had an early warning system that was yes. like the... The tornado sirens, right? Right. But those things were, like, when the system was put in, they were supposed to be sophisticated enough that the siren was only going to go off in an area where there was an imminent threat of a tornado. Mm -hmm. Except that they didn't put all of the money into, like, actually, like, maintaining this system. So at some point, the only, like, the uh, operational status, the only thing they had money to do was turn the whole thing on anytime there was a tornado. So if the tornado sirens went off, you went to the TV and you turned it on to see where the tornado was because it could be 20 miles away from you with no, with like, and heading the opposite direction. That's fair. 
But I would also say safety tip number two, have a battery powered radio. Yes. So that if your power does go out because a tornado touchdown somewhere, maybe not near you, but like took out a transformer. <laughs> yeah. You can still get those kinds of updates. Yes. Uh, um, okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I opened up a new cough drop. Conquer today. Dust off and get up. And fire those engines. Oh, and also be resilient, which is a good... That's a lot for one cough drop. It's all one cough drop. Um, yes, yeah, so mine, I don't know if you have this on your list, but also a, um external battery for your cell phone, because that was mm. Ben Bishop's undoing, was not having an external battery hookup. Yeah. Um, also, if you have... Best place to be in a tornado if you... Is an interior room with no windows, if you can find one. For most people, that is a closet. Like I have or a one, bathroom, or a bathroom. And if you don't have a closet, go into a bathroom because <laughs> those sit in the tub too. Yep, those typically have um, a lot stronger framework in yeah. houses because they have to have all the plumbing and stuff. Yep. Though I will say, if you're not sure, so like there are places where they don't have early warning tornado systems. Early warning tomato systems. That's what you said. Uh, that is what I said. Um, like Pennsylvania at one point, we actually had a, a tornado when I was living there. And um, the way you can tell if there's a tornado coming is it looks cloudy like a thunderstorm, but the sky is a weird color. Mm-hmm. Usually green or purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so not gray. Um, and I don't know why that is. I'm sure there's science, but it almost always looks gray. It almost always looks purple or, or green. Yeah. The, um, also familiarize yourself with what wall clouds look like. Uh, yeah, I don't think Dallas has an early warning system. I, I would be really surprised if it did. Yeah. I, but Texas gets tornadoes. Like that's a little surprising. Not, not as often as like Kansas and Oklahoma do. Yeah, I mean, it's not in Tornado Alley, but, like, it's certainly not unusual. Like, in Pennsylvania, it was weird, right? Like, no one had no one, no one knew what a tornado looked like. So, I mean, North Texas gets tornadoes. So, like, the Panhandle area gets tornadoes. I, it, mm-hmm. I, I think it is pretty unusual to have them in Dallas. I'm a bit surprised by that because it's not, like, far from Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but it's, it's Oklahoma is a shit ton flatter. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And, um, we didn't, you don't normally see them in the middle of town because of, like, the air pressure and shit from all mm-hmm. of you know? So, like, when I was living in Oklahoma, we did not have them in Oklahoma City, but we, like, Norman, like, the yeah. month I left had that F5 that came through, so. Yeah, we also had, I lived in Lawrence, which got them plenty enough, like, we also got uh, a microburst at one point when I was living there, <laughs> which is... Like if a tornado flattened out and exploded. Oh. Yeah, so it's not like spinning wind. It's just like a bunch of wind coming down in a big column and then poosh. That's weird. Yeah, so that it didn't do as nearly like it doesn't do the like hardcore destruction that a tornado does, but it will like it won't rip off your roof, but it will take all your shingles, you know? Gotcha. And it'll knock down trees and all of that kind of stuff. Sure. All right, what, do you have any other tornado safety tips? Those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately here in Texas we don't do things like basements, so, mm-hmm. um, 
just, you know. If you've got a basement, usually great. <laughs> usually the place to be. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a basement, go in that. Uh, unless unless it's got, like, I don't know. Unless Never it's mind. got windows. Unless it's got windows. Sliding unless glass doors. Unless it's not actually a basement. And, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Basements uh, are good. I've, I just started thinking about all of the scary things that happen in basements, and then I was like, unless you've got a serial killer room down there, then don't go down there. That would be bad. Um, you know, but... Unless it's that scene from Stranger Things Season 3 with the lady... Oh, I haven't out. actually watched it yet. Stop. Okay. Thanks. Um, or the, that movie Signs, where they were in the basement and there were aliens. Oh, my God. When it reaches through the, like... The, the, and the wood-burning stove. Yes, and, it's, and then it's on his, his shoulder, and it's just like, ah! oh, God, that was so scary. That was so scary. That whole scene was so crazy pants. The way that he shot it using only flashlights, like, oh, so weird. Oh, God. I definitely watched most of that. I'm such a scary, like, I can't do scary, so, like, I definitely watched that through my fingers. Dude, the part where he's, like, where Joaquin Phoenix's character is watching the video filmed at the birthday party and you see it crossing like yeah and he ends up back in the coats and so fucking did i like i was like oh, i like jumped off of my couch i, I couldn't handle it oh, was, oh i watched scary. it in the theater oh i didn't see it in theaters because i was too scared <laughs> my dad wanted to see it and i was it was the su- it released in the over the summer and my dad wanted to see it and i don't remember how old i was but i mean i was you had to have been in high school because i was in college yeah, I was I was old enough certainly to go see it. Like it uh-huh. wasn't a, a thing, but like also I was just like I don't know. Yeah, I don't really like scary movies. He's like, it won't be a scary movie. It's a sci-fi movie. I'm like, okay, no, it was a scary fucking movie, Dad. Yeah, actually, Dad. That's why uh, I'm looking it, for a therapist. Yeah. So um, the only movie of I saw two movies of his in theaters, and those were The Village, which I know that a lot of people had problems with, but I absolutely loved. And uh, The Happening, which I hated. You know, for as much shit as signs get for the aliens being destroyed by water, like, that feels real. Like, if you think about aliens, right? Like, number one, the most unreal thing about aliens that we depict in movies is that they're all bipedal. Yes. Why the fuck would aliens be bipedal? I don't know. The whole reason that we're bipedal is that we originally had, like, flexible feet so we could drive, you know, climb trees. Yeah, that is one of the things that I've always loved about Mass Effect, because, like, the wide variety of aliens that you meet all look incredibly different. And you've got aliens that have to wear exosuits when they're around every other people, because they're an ammonia-based system. That's like, it is, great! It is so cool! I fucking love Mass Effect for that reason. And you've got, like, these little jellyfish-looking things that can only, like, can only move around outside by using, like, these force fields. Like, it's so cool. God, that... That game is so good. <laughs> well, uh, let's do a quick league update here before we get back into media with Marin. Eastern Conference. Washington leads the way. One of the few, the only team in the league, I think, that's played 13 games already. So that's certainly helping them out. But they have a good record going, too. I mean, it's Washington. It is. No reason not to. The Islanders. Or on a, on a win streak, can you guess how many games? That that they that they're streaking? Yep. How many games have they played total? Total they've played ten. Was it more longer than our streak? It is. Is it six? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. 
Buffalo is leading the Atlantic and is actually tied in points with Washington. Dang. At 19. Good old Ralph Kruger doing work. Um, <laughs> guess which team is not in a playoff spot right now in the East? Shocking team. Guess which team will shock you that they are not in a playoff spot? Um, uh, I'm oh, okay. Uh, uh, either Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay. Both, actually. What? <laughs> really? Really. Wow. Now, that is to say they're not far out. Um, frankly, Pittsburgh would be in a um, playoff spot, except that they've played one more game than both Florida and Columbus. So oh. there's a lot of people... Um, at 12 points right now, Tampa Bay has only played nine games with 11 points, so their record is actually pretty good. Okay. Um, but neither, but currently, neither one made it into the wild card spot. So who, who has replaced them in the top standings? Uh, Florida and Columbus and uh, Carolina. And the Islanders, I guess. And the Islanders, yeah. Huh. Huh. In the Western Conference... The Colorado Avalanche looked to be kind of a juggernaut. They scored six on Vegas last night. Gross. Nashville is obviously doing well. That's not particularly surprising. Um, St. Louis is doing well. Again, not hugely surprising, though they have a 32 goals for and 32 goals against. Um, in the Pacific, can you guess who is or have locking up the third playoff spot right now? Is it a team I hate? I don't know. You hate a lot of teams. That's true. It's certainly not a team you like. Is it a team I've been very dismissive of in the past? Absolutely. Is is it the Arizona Coyotes? It is! (laughs) I feel like I'm less dismissive of them now that they don't have Mike Smith as their goalie. (laughs) That's a good reason to be less dismissive of the Coyotes. Uh, Yeah. Um, but adding Phil Kessel, apparently working out for him pretty well. Weird that adding a really good player <laughs> does wonders for your team. Yeah, um, but the other two teams locking down playoff spots, though I frankly don't think they'll be able to hold on to them, are uh, Vancouver. Well, Calgary might, but Vancouver is in there as well. I, I mean, do you think that Edmonton is going to hold on to this spot its entire season long? No. That's what I'm saying. So like, that's still very. I think there's gonna. I think there's gonna be a shit ton of movement in the West. Well, and somebody, one of my coworkers was reminding me uh, this week that like, at Christmas time last year, St. Louis was outside of the playoff picture. Yeah, I think. Well, I. I I agree, and I think it's. He was trying to be nice. (laughs) Yeah, totally, and like I appreciate that people are trying to be nice to us. And I, and I do think it's a great narrative. And frankly, I think the stars are better than their record. Like, I, they're better than their record. I don't think they're a good team. I think they're a mediocre team. And a lot of times you that's enough. You hush your mouth. <laughs> they um, are. They're an average-ass team. You know, you know the, um, you know, you know the show The West Wing? Yes. And uh, President Bartlett's election campaign, Let Bartlett Be Bartlett. <laughs> That's where I am with the stars. Let the stars be the stars. <laughs> yes. Let them be their stupid high event, like high fun hockey. And frankly, that worked for them until 
an old ass coach that shouldn't have come back here came in and made them not fun again. Yep. Do you want to guess? No. I mean, yes, what is it? Can you name the worst team in the West in points? What division is it in? I'm not telling you. There's only... Come on. Um, Is it still... No. Is it Minnesota? Because they didn't win at all in the beginning. That is correct. Damn. I'm on fire today. Unsurprisingly, the worst team in the league is Ottawa. Right. <laughs> Who we barely scraped by beginning two to one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was still an important victory. <laughs> oh, God. Twinkle, twinkle, little Stars. stars. How I wonder what your charts. Today's stars charts. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> where we attempt to divine what our hockey's team's week is going to be like by looking at the weekly horoscopes of a few players. Today's horoscopes are Nadia's horoscopes, um, which I only know by her animated header where she capitalizes the N of Nadia and the S of horoscopes. Uh, And you can find these at astro, so A-S-T-R-O dot Valida, V-E-L-I-D-A dot net. Now, I'm not going to lie. This is probably the one, this is the most GeoCities looking fucking site I have looked in on in a very long time. And I think it might also try to download porn to my computer. I mean, good luck with that is all I'm saying. Um, but you can get it in both English or Bulgarian. So I'm oh my very God. excited. Okay. So first of all, hold up. Speaking of porn. <laughs> Are we talking about Joe Pavelski's love life again? <laughs> no, but I am going to talk about, did you see this? So this got retweeted onto my timeline and I just want to read this tweet to you real quick. When it comes to sex fantasies about mythical creatures, women, especially straight women, are pretty much just into vampires, whereas men are into a wider range of creatures. Here's a look at at hashtag Halloween-themed sex fantasies and the psychology behind them. And I was just like, what? (laughs) He does not. The Shape of Water won a fucking Oscar. I know. That's my point. (laughs) Like, you are so... Far off your rocker, buddy. He just There's doesn't know no any way. women. He just doesn't know any women. No, he doesn't know any women. Like, he says that he surveyed 4,000 U.S. adults. Like, that was 49% male, 46% female, and 5% non-binary. Like, I I, I want to know what, how his survey looked. Yeah. Like, what monster do you want to fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was it right in, or was it like rank the monsters you want to fuck? And so people ranked vampires first. Like, you just hey, make better friends, make better. Yeah, friends. there was a we really wide, amazing scale that was given later. That was like human fucker horniness for monsters and monster fucker on one side, and it good like it was a sliding scale. And she said that most of her friends were five. So let me read you what's on the list for five: true monsters. Dragons, all forms. Werewolves, 
all forms, D&D monster manual, (laughs) tentacle monsters, and formless slimes. There's one past that, and that is number six, and let me read you this one. Imperceptible, which, what the fuck, Cthulhu, Biblical Angels, Silent Hill the Town as a Concept, and Pennywise, all forms. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm not a six. Not a a six. six. Not a Can't six. be a six. No, I'm not gonna, no. Anyway. But, I know, I was like, There's a what? woman who married a ghost. Yeah, I. there's a woman who married a car. There's a woman who married a building. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like, if you, if you think that women only want to fuck vampires, like, I, I don't think that you know any ladies. Yeah. Just yeah. saying, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe try Googling next time instead of surveying your one straight friend. I did see uh, one of the base great responses to it was, how I know you've never heard of AO3. <laughs> Indeed. Venom! Did he not see Venom? Uh, or, or, or look at that fandom because, Just like, my God. Or look at any woman's reaction to that movie, which was, I'd still fuck Tom Hardy. It was you know? extreme har- horniness. Yeah, I would still fuck Tom Hardy, but like also. even with the venom monster, probably especially with yeah, exactly right. Yep, mm-hmm. literally up the hotness. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't think was possible, frankly. So, good job, Venom movie. Uh, stars charts. Yeah, Ben Bishop is a Scorpio. Go, Scorpio. If you are born under the sign of Scorpio, this week you will be committed to a variety of cases and documents that will benefit your development. This week may surprise you with a small amount of money. His insurance might come in. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Surprises this week will be an occasion for frequent phone calls with relatives or friends to discuss specific events. However, do not share any information that could be misused or abused by someone. Man, Uh, it's like she really is psychic. I know. During the week, you may be pleased with the success or social appearance of a relative. You will be pleased to see the positive development of some personal affairs in the life of a child, nephew, younger brother, or sister. Jamie Benn's gonna get engaged. John Klingberg got engaged! Yes, he was actually gonna be my next one because of his engagement. Oh, literally! For some of you, the week calls for an engagement, wedding, or other important family gathering. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not a Scorpio. I know. Uh, During the week, you can experience the stress associated with an incident or a life drama in the life of a person you know. This may be the reason for changes to some of your weekly plans. During the week, be more open to the tips and suggestions you will receive. Scorpio women will be able to provide more comfort, intimate, and romantic experiences in their love or family relationship. You will focus on achieving personal successes or the ones that are important to you. Men will need to take on more responsibilities in domestic chores that are purely quote-unquote, men's work. Alrighty. <laughs> this is for the upcoming week. Right. Okay, so John Klingberg is a Leo. John Klingberg is a Leo. If you are born under the sign of Leo, this week someone will try to reach their goal by manipulating you for their own benefit. Jesus. During the week, it will be important to protect yourself from the actions of a hypocritical and self-serving people. Mostly, I'm guessing, Stars fans. Right. 
the fact that someone wants to use you should make you cautious, but don't be aggressive or rude. He would never. Nope. Uh, this will be a good week to develop your love life and your relationships with the people you love. Ooh. A new love or flirtation can make you unprepared for an experience like this. Uh, during the week, you will have meetings or gatherings on different occasions and with different people. It will be good for you to spend more time outside your home. An event in the life of a relative will cause additional expenses from your budget. Many of the things you will be involved with during the week will have a longer development over time before they make you happy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is like hockey. As a rule. <laughs> yep. Uh, be patient so you do not create tension and chaos in your life. In fact, this week's troubles may be due to a rush of hastiness on your part. Turnover. Doing so may cause you unpleasant mistakes or losses. Well, this is how... Technically, this starts on the 28th, so it's not going to be about the Penguins game. Uh, your friends or relatives will send you an invitation to gather or travel, which will be an interesting experience for you. Leo women will be in a romantic mood, wishing for more romance or intimate experiences. If you do not have a romantic relationship, you will spend a lot of time and energy searching for one. Men will be engaged in different ideas or tasks around their own child or in the expectation of a future one. Oh. That's exciting. That is exciting. Okay. And then let's do Dennis Gariana for getting called back up again. He's a Gemini. Gemini squad. Twins on twins. <laughs> Not in a creepy way. <sighs> Not in a Folgers coffee commercial kind of way. <laughs> we drink Maxwell House. <laughs> <laughs> if you are born under the sign of Gemini, this week you will have an important phone call that may be relevant to a proposal related, related to your work or personal life. Well, that's broad. I mean, did get called up. It's broad. Uh, throughout the week, you will experience an emotional one-on-one -on -one event with your friend or neighbor. Ooh. Ooh. Your love life during these seven days brings different emotional experiences. <laughs> In... Sounds ominous. <laughs> In general this week, love, uh, parentheses, sincerity and emotions and feelings, will determine the development of different events, conversations, or decisions that will be important for the future of your relationship. Non-family members of the Gemini Zodiac sign will have a favorable week to start a new romantic acquaintance. What the fuck does that mean? No. Throughout the week, you will need diplomacy and tact to overcome a conflict related to a purchase or the type of property you already own. During these seven days, many will have a commitment related to the health of a loved one. There will be temporary tensions over an important decision or change to come in the near future. This will be a week in which you will have to rely primarily on your own intuition and your personal actions and your decisions. You heard it here first. Your line mains ain't going to help you. Uh, Gemini women will carefully consider their important actions and decisions related to a man in the family, a colleague, or a business partner. So basically any man you know, or men and men will be susceptible to manipulation and trickery and be used for the personal goals of others. A lot of manipulation in her horoscopes. Yeah. What's going on in Bulgaria, man? Who even knows? Well, 
Do you want to talk about happy things? Sure. So I have lots of happy things because it's been a pretty, pretty decent, um, okay, last couple weeks. So last weekend I went to the spa mm-hmm. up in Dallas, which was delightful. Uh, just like an entire day of doing nothing but sitting around in warm pools with like also getting into saunas and it was great. And then, um, nothing really terribly exciting happened this week, but yesterday I got home and it was cold outside because we had a cold front come through and I made chicken and dumplings for the first time in my entire life. And it came out good. Came out good. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of things, like, for some reason my dumplings were really stiff and it was like hard to spoon through them and I was kind of Mm. like... Don't understand why this is happening. And uh, also, my chicken tasted a little tough. I don't know. So those are things that I was like, I was going to Google later, like, why this would be. <laughs> well, so you I said can... you used chicken breast, right? Uh, I used chicken and rib, chicken breast and rib meat. That might be why. Like, if you used thigh meat, it has a lot more fat. Mm. So that might help. But I'm not actually any sort of expert on chicken and dumplings. I've had it, like, twice in my life, so. Mm, Okay. Good to know. Um, But that sounds happy. Yeah. And then today, um, I've been by myself in my house and doing nothing but playing video games and reading books and taking naps, and it's been fucking delightful. Except that I remembered that the reason I am happy to leave my house every single day is to get away from my effing cats. (laughs) Who do I, not leave me alone any moment of any day. I know that feeling intimately. Well, my happy thing is also food related. Um, so as I mentioned before, uh, my mom got married last weekend. And Congratulations it was to your mom. Awesome. It was a really lovely ceremony. And to make it all about me, uh, the wedding cake came out fucking amazing. Because Honestly, I am uncomfortable when things are not about me. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was, I had been practicing this cake a couple of times. I practiced the buttercream. I, you know, all of that. But obviously I've not made like the full on cake. I just, you know, made the separate cakes and made sure it tasted good and stuff like that. And like, it was so big and so hard to transport. And like, I had to take the, I basically decorated it mine in tiers took the tears in a big box down to my mom's house in Boulder, assembled it at my mom's house, so then we had the big stacked cake, and then we had to take the stacked cake from my mom's house to the wedding venue. Jeez. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, it was honestly the best any of those cakes have ever come out. Like, it was decorated really lovely, and, like, um, it was it was really cute. Like, I, I was putting it together at, uh, you know, I was, getting it in place and all of that at the venue and the, the wedding coordinator was like, Oh, do you do wedding cakes? And I was like, Nope. And she was <laughs> like, Oh, what about birthday cakes? I was like, Nope. And she was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's just, I mean, this is really beautiful. And I was, you know, going to refer you. And I was like, Nope, <laughs> do not, do not. Please do not. Me. I am not interested. No. Um, but the other thing that, um, I've been really pleased with is, so I'm trying to go what I call lazy vegetarian. Like, I'm not buying any meat for myself, um, but, you know, like, I ate lamb at my mom's wedding because in large part I had, you know, put that order in a month ago, well before I even decided to do this. And then, um, like, you know, if something's made with chicken broth, but that's whatever, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Or like if somebody else makes me food, not going to make a deal out of it. 
but I have been really, really craving chicken wings. But the one thing I'm not letting myself do is buy meat at restaurants, right? So I made some fried buffalo tofu and it was actually super good and it did everything I needed it to do to make my chicken wing craving go away. And is now this I just like an environmental reason or a, a health food thing? It's absolutely an environmental reason. Like, gotcha. So in large part, it's in response to, I started having, I like, I was on the verge of a panic attack for about a week when that first Amazon burning news story broke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I already vote lib- vote for environmentally friendly candidates. I donate money to causes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously the Amazon's in Brazil and I can't deal, do other than donate money, can't do fuck all, right? Mm-hmm. But um, agriculture and specifically beef, but other other meat agriculture is actually one of the biggest causes of methane gas in the uh, ozone, or you know, one of the biggest reasons that we have climate change. And so I know it takes a lot more than me, but I needed something to make that panic attack go away. Oh sure, <laughs> and so. Like, I know in the long run, like, a single person's contribution isn't going to change shit, but it made me stop panicking, and I already like vegetables and vegetarian food, so, like, that wasn't a hard thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that me making all of these vegan delights is anything other than, like, I've got a vegan coworker now, so I'm trying to make, like, stuff that she can eat. But, I mean, I understand, like... I understand the reasons behind going vegetarian. It's just not something I can afford to do most of the time. Yeah, and like frankly, like I I don't I didn't eat a lot of meat before. Yeah. So like it doesn't it's not a huge difference in my life except in that chicken wings, right? Like right. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. So, there's that. Well, we do have a few reader questions. Um and in fact, a couple of them are related. So Marin, do you want to ask these two together? Okay. Andrew, too cool for Cali LA asks, what's the maximum number of minutes Mira should play in a night and why is it greater than 90? Uh, Dizzy Lou asks, why does the larger hockey media insist on propping up Dolan when Heiskanen is right there? Um, what is the maximum number of minutes Mira should play, play a night? Well, I think... I really hope it's not greater than 90 because that's longer than a fucking game. Yeah, and we don't want him to get injured. That's the other thing. Is we yeah. Do, we do want him to play all 82 games plus playoffs. Yeah, buddy. So we got to be careful. Now, granted, he is 20, which means that he will bounce back from pretty much anything. But that way. doesn't mean that we have to test it. Right. Let's, yeah, let's, let's cap him out at 60. I'm comfortable with Maximum. Why does the larger media insist on propping up Dolan? So, Dolan is quite good. Like, I don't want to downplay that. Um, I, but one of the other, th- again, Buffalo is, it, is one of the largest media markets for hockey in the entire NHL. Like, in the entire continent. Um, even though they haven't made the playoffs in years, they're usually top five media markets for Stanley Cup playoff watching. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a reason that Buffalo gets paid a lot of attention to from the national media standpoint, and it's because they consume national media. Um, so And they consume Buffalo media a lot. So if you want to be, you just want the clicks, you're going to talk about Dallas. And also, they're one of the best teams in the NHL right now. So when you've got a player, good player on a good team, they get a lot more press than a good player on a bad team. This is why John Klingberg has not won a Norris. Yes. That said, uh, Haskinen deserves more props nationally, in my opinion. But, you know, that's kind of how it always has been with the Stars, right? Like, they're... I mean, any non-traditional market at all, ever, anyways... Yeah, and they're one of the more successful non-traditional markets, and we still get this shit, you know? So, yep. I, I'm just used to it. <laughs> I, I just, suppose I'm just that resigned. we should just be lucky that they fucking know his name. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, uh, what was that? Dominic. It's not Dominic Roussel. He's not uh, Dominic Roussel. Dominic Roussel. <laughs> I wonder if they know his name now that he's in Vancouver. Well, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it? Um, oh, probably. I would imagine so. But wasn't that. Oh, who was that? The broadcaster that came to Dallas and then passed away from cancer. Oh, I don't remember. No, 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 no. That was an NBC. I know, but that's because that's where he was. Strangest? Uh, not Strangest. Uh, um, not Strangest. Uh, Strader, Dave Strader. Strader, yes. That was Dave Strader when he was when he was with NBC before. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> oh, Absolutely, man. the fucking irony. The irony. He was such mm-hmm. a good costar in Dallas too. Yeah, yeah. We loved him in Dallas, but yeah, no. When he was on NBC, he definitely called called him Dominic Rousseau. That's Rousseau. funny. Yeah, that's so good. Well, Driving Girl shared with us um, something kind of amazing. I don't know if you've already opened it. I have um, not. But she shared her own happy thing, and I thought this would be a good thing to go out on. Ooh, let's see. Uh, the tweet that is associated with the audio is the Guriana Beatbox oh, audio has I made the rounds today. I heard about this, but I haven't listened to it. I haven't either. Want live reactions? Let's do it. Are you hitting play? I'm hitting play. All right, hit play. Oh no. This is like my worst nightmare. I haven't actually gone to the beatboxing yet. No, the uh they can't hear you 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 or oh, they yeah. can hear you, but you can't hear them. <laughs> oh my god. This is really good. <laughs> Oh my god. That was really funny. That's so good. He's actually pretty good at that. Yeah. Oh man. So funny. Uh, we will post that audio or the link to the audio um, thanks to puckinginsane.tumblr.com who has it on their Tumblr. Um, we will post a link to that audio on our blog so you guys can listen to it too. But I, that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew he was so good at that? Man, it's so nice to end a podcast on a high note, man. Right? <laughs> Let's 
do that more often. <laughs> I would like to thank the, all of the stars for not fucking up this week. <laughs> you know who you are. Well, you know who we are, too. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Classlicity. You can follow me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can follow um, our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or more tornado safety tips, you can email us at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official blog at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. Which you want to go to for the beatboxing audio. Yes, you do. Bye. Bye. Would you like a final Halls rapper? Yes. Get back in the game. <laughs> <laughs>